0: We are so glad that you are joining us for part two of Three Leadership Lessons of Solomon. Bill has some more great content for you today, so let's dive in and continue to hear what he has to say about Solomon's life.
1: Number two is this. Great leaders surround themselves with wise people. If you're the smartest person in your circle, you're in the wrong circle to get better. You need to be almost the, the dumbest one in the circle if you're going to get better. You, you know, it's kind of like they say, if you want your house to do well, you want to be the smallest house in a nice neighborhood, and then it, it, it improves. You know, it goes up. Well, the same thing is true with wisdom. I want to be in a room with people smarter than me. I want to be in the room with people that I have to say, "What, what what's that word? And uh, and 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 I like that because I can't grow if I'm in a room where I've got all the answers. And so wisdom does that for you, and King Solomon wrote this, where there are many advisors, there is success. It means get several people around and say, what do you think? Before I, when I, when I retired and we set off to, to just travel and do some things, I had three men in my life that I went to. And I told Diddy, I said, here's the three guys I'll ask. And I've always done this. And I went to these three guys and I said, now if any one of them said, don't do this, then I won't. And I'll wait till all three have perfect peace. And I went to all of them and, Sure enough, one of them, she even said, well, you're not going to do that, I know, because he will never give you his blessing. Probably 10 minutes into talking to him, he said, Bill, I'm just telling you, you're right on track, I'm with you, and all that. And so I found that. Before I got married, before I got married, as much as I love my wife, we've been married 43 years, and she really is the best. One is that she could stay with me 43 years. I've sold houses, and she didn't know it. I bought houses. I mean, I've done things. she Most people would have killed me by then. She's probably thought about it many times, but, um, but I remember before I married her, I had three men in my life, and I went to all three of those men, and I said, here's who I want to marry, and why, and I want your blessing, and I had made a promise. If any one of those men had said, no, I don't think it's right, I wouldn't have done it. I would have waited till all three were on the same page, but why? Because I trust God. He said, what? I, yeah, I trust God. See, let me help you. The Bible says the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. He turns it any way he wills. If he wants to say yes, he'll turn that heart. He made a jackass, Balaam's jackass talk, okay? I've seen him make a lot of jackasses in life talk, okay? Uh, And and they may be the same ones you know, okay? But but God has a way. If he wants you there, he, he can move everything he wants to get you there. And if he doesn't want you there, he won't. I always said, just, just walk, and if the door stops, just stop. You know, don't knock the door down and get inside and say, God, i got a door open for us. He's not coming. Let him open the doors of your life, and you'll live with a peace. It's a whole lot less stressful. It's not hard. It's not complicated. But it is this way. It's keep your eyes on him. That will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, for he trusteth in thee. You remember when Noah was in the boat? There wasn't but one window. But the window is in the center looking up. God was saying, don't look out there at them storms. You look at me. Don't look around you. You look at me. When you're focused on him, there is a peace that comes that we can get through this. And that's the way it works. All right. So King Solomon said, let me, in fact, I'll, I'll throw you these, these other thoughts under that point. Those closest to you determine your level of success. That is a true statement. Those closest to you determine your level of success. Some people can't get any further because the people they're around can't go any further. Or they're holding them down. There's an old story, and I've used the illustration before, and one of my friends put it in his book. Um, when I was first fishing years ago, I went fishing with Debbie's father. And uh, back when he was living, and we'd go out on his little boat, and we'd go to pick up crabs. And He reaches over, and grabs a crab, and he throws it in a little bucket, and he puts the top on it. And then we start buying, and then I catch a crab. And so I reach over there, and I open the top, and I throw it in, and then the top falls off. So I'm looking around for the top, and he looks at me, his, first, his new son-in-law. He said, Bill, you don't need a top. I said, but they'll get out. He said, no, they won't get out. I said, well, you put it in a moment ago. He said, yeah, there's a law in crabbing. If you've if you got one crab, you need a lid okay? because he'll get out. But if you've got two crabs, you don't need a lid because the other crabs will always pull that one back down. And I immediately got a lesson. You know, a lot of people have crabs in their bucket. Your life bucket, every time you get up, they pull cool you down. And, and so there is a truth about that. So there's a benefit in this. You want to make sure the people around you are people that encourage you. You want to make sure that people around you, at least, even if they don't bind your dream, at least don't pour water on it, okay? And, and then you learn this. Who you associate with, who you listen to, will affect your values, your goals and your life choices. The voices we listen to decide the choices we make. That's why when somebody comes along and I the clear blue, I'm going to leave my husband and their husband says, she's just wanting to leave me all, all, all of a sudden. You know why? She's talking to somebody who's telling her that kind of life on the other side. Or some guys, I got to leave this job or I got to leave. You know why he's talking to or seeing others. We always, teenagers do that. So we always listen to the voices around us and those voices will affect our choices. So the key is make sure that you're aware of what the voices are saying and is it what you want to do? Um, we're having friends right now. We, we, we're hanging out with lost, lost, lost people, okay? There ain't nobody in the places that we've been going to that, that even thought about church. They didn't even know what, they, don't even, they can't even spell it. And, um, and lost and Debbie said to me one night when we got back, we were hanging out with a bunch of them. We came back. She said, Bill, what in the world is that? In my whole life, I've never seen that. And I said, let me just ask God and see, because I don't know. And, uh, and about an hour later, I was just praying. And I said, Holy Spirit, what did we do tonight? What exactly did we do tonight? And just like that, I could sense in my spirit, you hung out with sinners. I thought, well, you sure did that. Hung, hung out with sinners tonight. And they loved me. One of them even said, he's my pastor. And one other guy said, you and the word pastor don't go in the same sentence. And so we're learning that it's a different path. But I also decided I am not, I am not for a moment. They're not changing me, but I'm going to change them if I can because I love them. And this morning, I've already got three texts from two different people. I sure miss you. When are you coming back? And, and these are lost people but they're saying somebody cares for me unconditionally and I love them. And I want you to feel the same in your life about other people. Love them and pray for wisdom and listen to the right voices, okay? Let me give you the third one quick, okay? Third third thing I'd say that Solomon taught us is good leaders confront and remove toxic people. That's in the note. Actually, the point is going to be face reality. So be sure you put the word face reality. All leaders face reality. Reality is... What it is. It's broke, fix it. If it's not broke, we're aware of it. But, but leaders don't put their head in the sand. And when they work or in their life, they want to grow. Now, that's where I mentioned the subpoint of that was good leaders confront and remove to- toxic people. Lately, I've had a lot of business people that are texting about, what do I do about? And it'll be people on their, on their team that that is just hurting the team. Solomon wrote this. Remove the dross from the silver and out comes material for the silversmith. Remove the wicked from the king's presence, and his throne will be established through righteousness. What he's saying is, is, there's some people that poison the atmosphere. You ever been around folks like that? You ever had somebody you said, we're all happy, and then they, after a while, the whole environment just seems to be toxic. Somewhere, everybody, instead of being healthy, we're all just like, we, when's the day end, or when's the class over because of that? And so he's saying, if they're going to be toxic, you get them out. If you're the leader, you don't want to hurt everybody else. When when i uh, when when Brent first became pastor here, I think some of you may know the story. The day he became pastor, uh, I had, or, or just before that, I put him in as administrator. I was down in Florida. My secretary called me. She said, where you at? I said, I'm in Florida. She said, when are you coming back? I said, I'll be back tomorrow morning. She said, okay, well, you better make it quick. And I said, why? She said, Brent has fired 13 people. And I said, but it's his first day at work. She said, yeah. I said, 13 people in the first day? I said, yeah. I said, I think that's a record. <laughs> So I, I called him and I said, what, what's going on? He said, what do you mean? I said, I understand he let go 13 people today. He said, when are you coming back? I said, tomorrow. He said, oh, shoot, I'd have got three more. <laughs> I said, what? He said, Dad, you got deadbeats around you. He said, you're too nice, you're kind, you want to give people a chance after chance. He said, let me tell you. He said, that's not my motive. That's not the way I work. He said, this church deserves better than that. He said, they don't want to get on the program. He said, then get on the side, get off the court and let the people that love God all out and are all in, get in. He said, they're just standing in the way. And he said, they're grown adults, you grow up. And we'd taught him, it's pretty bad. I used to tell him when his kids, you don't cry, you get what you want. So I've never seen him cry. I've always said, it's okay to cry, but carry someone he said, I've never seen Brent cry. And mom Debbie said, because his daddy wouldn't let him. <laughs> but, but, but he was just, that was just him. Well, I got back. And I thought, what would morale be like? You let go 13 people? I never, it was off the charts. They were coming down thanking me for giving birth to him, or at least being his father and her giving birth. That's the greatest thing. Thank you. Thank you. We can finally get something done. Those lazy bums work around us and killed the environment. We couldn't stand it. And we'd always say, Brother Bill, son 11, he's going to give him chance number 1,500. And they, they were just thrilled. I was getting emails from staff. I love Brent. And they were just going, so what? So I didn't realize they were saying about me it was a weakness being so gracious, but it was. My greatest strength was patience, and I believe the best in people. It was also my greatest weakness. And sometimes you can be in that position. But Solomon's saying, if toxic people, and those of you, some of you right now, you're business owners. If you hire people or you're the manager and there are people under you that are toxic, as hard as it, you shouldn't enjoy it. If you enjoy firing people, you need a therapist, okay? Something's wrong, but, or power hungry, but it should hurt you. You should not want to do it, but you should say, what's best for the organization? And that's all that matters. I give Brent all the time the one question I say, always ask about what's best for the church, not what's best for you, not what's best for you know a favorite member, what's best for the church. And if you'll keep that in mind, every decision is pretty easy to make. That's true of all your business. What's best? You take care of the organization, it takes care of you. And that's what Solomon is saying. Do those things. Now, here's the bad. Sadly, while Solomon's the wisest man on earth, he didn't always act wise. He had 700 wives, 300 concubines. That's a story in itself. Makes me tired to read it. 700 wives. Holy mackerel. He built, uh, he built, uh, images to foreign gods, and that caused him a lot of mess and took the favor of God off his hand. Solomon drifted. And here's a lesson for all of us in our lives. He drifted from God, though God had blessed him greatly. And it's easy to do. You don't know it, you don't think about it, but you drift. But in spite of all the things, he, in spite of all that, he still would say, and his models are true, wisdom is the secret to success. Who you associate with is the, tra- the path you want to travel. And facing reality will always take you higher. Solomon would still tell you that in spite. All right, I've given you what, what I've got for the moment because I love you and I hope that you've, you've enjoyed it. And I want to tell you this in closing. If you're here, and perhaps you've never given your life to God. Maybe you say, well, Brother Bill, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm here and I'm a business person, but there's something missing in my life. Can I tell you this? What's missing is is Jesus Christ wants to be in your life. You created body, soul, and spirit, and and, and that's the way you're created. But our spirit may not have come alive because we haven't accepted Christ. So we're living life in body and soul. Soul is just mind, will, and emotion. So we power through most of our life. But it's like trying to drive an eight-cylinder car on six cylinders. Something is really missing. And what's missing is your spirit comes alive when Jesus becomes the Lord of your life. If you're here today, maybe you've never given your life to God. You've never done that. Let me tell you something. God loves you. Jesus came to this world, lived a sinless life, went to a cross, and died for my sins and your sins. All the sins you've ever committed, Jesus died for us. He was put in a tomb. He was buried. He was hated. Yet He rose on the third day to prove He was the Son of God and to prove He had power over death. He could forgive sins now. He has that right, that authority. And He says to us, if you will believe in Him, believe in Him, you just believe in Him. You know what believe is? Believe is total trust. Believe is a Greek word, pistuo. It means totally rest. It's what you did when you sat in that chair. They put a chair there and you walked up. You didn't check it. You didn't say, hey, somebody heavier than me. You did this. You walked up and you sat in that chair and you rested. All your weight was in that chair. That's what God says when you put all your weight in Jesus. When I'm resting in Him, He says, if you'll call out to me and say, Lord, I give you my life, I will forgive you of your sins. That's huge, folks. I will forgive you of your sins. Nobody else can do that. And then He says, I'll put my Spirit in you. He will enable you to do what you never could do before. And so I'm going to invite you today, if you'd like to know God and want peace in your life, to ask Him in your heart. Would you bow your head with me for just a moment? And here's a simple prayer. Father, thank You for everyone that is here today. Thank You, Lord, for their lives and their jobs and their friends and their relationships. I pray today You'd enrich every one of them and bless them, Lord, with Your grace and Your strength. And I pray particularly if somebody's here today and down in their heart of hearts. They know that they're missing out on a relationship with you, but they wish they had it. I pray that today would be a day that they'd pray and receive you in their life. If you're here today and you'd like to give your life to Him, I'm not going to call you out or embarrass you. I'd never do that. But between me, you, and God, if you'd be willing today and you say, I'm eager if somebody just show me, I'll lead you in a prayer that you can pray and if you mean it, God will hear your prayer. And God is eager to respond. So if you'd like, pray this prayer with me in your heart. Say, Dear God, thank You for loving me enough to send Jesus to die for my sins. Please come into my heart. Forgive me of all my sins. Fill me with Your Spirit. Put my name in Your book and use my life for Your purpose. I will never be ashamed of you. And I thank you for hearing my prayer and saving my soul. With our heads bowed and eyes closed, I ask you a question. You prayed that prayer and you a really meant it. Would you just slip your hand right up and then right back down for just a moment so I can celebrate that with you. God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else, real quickly. God bless you. I see that. Those of you that did that, would you do me a favor? I'm grateful you did. Would you tell somebody that maybe brought you or somebody at your table... Or let one of our people around here know, we want to help you and get you started right. Father, thank you for this time. Bless these people with great anointing and gifts and skills and opportunities, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thank you for tuning in to wrap up this lesson. A great takeaway from part two is, if you're the smartest person in your circle, you're in the wrong circle to get better. You can't grow if you're in a room where you have all of the answers. Each month, we share these lessons at a live event to anyone in the Columbus, Georgia area. We'll have a delicious lunch waiting for you, great fellowship, giveaways, and so much more waiting for you at these events. If you would like more information on dates and times of these events, you can visit bpleadership.com. This is where real leaders are made.